Hello, my name is William Geiler. I'm an AmeriCorps member serving with NAMI of Johnson County. NAMI stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And the goal of my service is to train around 150 individuals in the region in mental health first aid. Healthy Minds Alliance is an innovative AmeriCorps program managed by Health360 that engages AmeriCorps members of all ages and backgrounds to meet critical mental health needs in communities served by their host sites. AmeriCorps members serving with the Healthy Minds Alliance receive a stipend during their 10-month service term and upon completion of their service term, receive an education award which can be used to repay qualified student loans and to pay current educational expenses at eligible institutions of higher education and training programs. If you're interested in becoming an AmeriCorps member or would like information on how your organization could become a host site, please see our show notes for information on how to apply. Welcome, current, former, future AmeriCorps service members. My name is Michael, and I will be your host for today's Healthy Minds Alliance podcast. And I'm also currently serving an AmeriCorps member. Joining me today is William, who is a current AmeriCorps member as well. And we're here to talk today about him and his service. William, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have a chance to get to talk to you. Um, now, you have just very recently started AmeriCorps. How far are you into your service? Only a month and a half, but it feels like much longer because I've had the opportunity to do so many amazing things thus far. That's exciting for me to hear because we're going to talk all about that. But we always like to take a moment to get to know our guests a little bit. So I'm just going to ask you that very broad question. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So my entire life, I've been passionate about mental health. It's something that's been uh, deeply personal to me, uh, but also something I've just been curious about. And so I went to uh, my undergrad, East Carolina University in North Carolina, uh, and pursued a bachelor's in neuroscience and psychology, kind of studying, you know, stress, anxiety in college students. Uh, I also got the opportunity to work as a behavior technician, doing applied behavioral an analysis with um kids with autism spectrum disorder. And I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed learning both in the classroom, in the research lab, and then even as a clinician. So then I decided to further pursue my education and I applied for a degree at the University of Iowa, who has uh, one of the best neuroscience programs in the country. And that's where I spent the last two years really honing in on mood disorders in particular. I researched antidepressants such as ketamine, and I got to work with patients. I got to work in what's called a wet lab, working with tissues and cells. And then at the end of that, I really thought to myself, what do I want to do next? Do I want to jump right into the corporate world and you know get on that corporate ladder? Or do I want to take this opportunity and really make a difference? To me, that was the easiest decision of my life. I saw that there was an AmeriCorps opening with Healthy Minds Alliance in the county that I was already living. It was mm. perfect. It couldn't have been better. It was posted the exact same day that I was looking for opportunities. Uh, and it was with NAMI of Johnson County. I'll briefly explain NAMI. 
It's a grassroots organization with chapters all over the country. And so I was familiar with it all the way back when I was a teenager uh, doing some mental health work. And so I jumped on the opportunity. I was like, this is incredible. And then to hear about the opportunity further that I will be uh, instructing a course on mental health first aid to people in my community. I think that's one of the most exciting things I'll get to do in my life. So I, I'm really, I haven't been able to have the training yet. I just got fully certified two weeks ago. So fresh off the boat and uh, really ready for the rest of my service. Fantastic. So you, you kind of covered several of my opening questions, which is totally fine. Perfect. Now, if you don't mind sharing, did you do the youth mental health, adult mental health, or was a different, I don't want to say flavor, diff different course curricula for your mental health training? So I was adult. Um, okay. In, in Cedar Rapids, which is just around 30 minutes north, there's a really fantastic organization called Tanager Place, uh, who specializes within the region in youth mental health. And uh, they had an opening as well for uh, youth mental health first aid. But I stuck to the adult side, um, mostly because I wanted to work with NAMI and they were local. So mm -hmm. I will say you might be one of the first people that I've talked to that that has the adult. I'm probably wrong. I know I've done the youth. Again, this is my second term with AmeriCorps. Yeah. It took me a while to kind of get some steam, mm -hmm. uh, you know, get some things set up. But, but we've really, this, just in like the last three or four months, we've really started kind of like got a pipeline set up where the same organizations are coming yeah. back to us, like with new classes. We have a couple local universities, colleges that's like same thing, like they're senior level sociology students. So we're getting to that. So I, I've finally got the point where I'm doing these regularly. And I, same as you, I, that is my favorite part of what I do for AmeriCorps yeah, is really. these trainings. I have some lived experience with some of the topics that we cover. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I'm just very passionate about trying to help make sure that other people don't necessarily go through some of the same things I had to go through as a youth. Right. So very, very passionate about it as well. So thank you very much for sharing that and also for, you know, stepping up to do this much needed work in local communities. Thank you. And, and I just want to point out, I just love the concept of mental health first aid. I mean, Everyone knows what to do if someone falls and scrapes their knee. You know, we know to go to our first aid kit, get a Band-Aid, maybe apply some rubbing alcohol and, you know, make sure that they're okay. But not many people know what to do if someone comes to them and says, hey, I've been struggling with anxious thoughts lately. We freeze. We don't know what to do in that moment. So the idea of a mental health first aid, having that toolkit you know, it's not something that you would keep in your closet. It's something that you store in your brain, right? Those mm -hmm. skills. But I just think it's uh, incredibly important. Absolutely agree. I think one of the good things that comes out of this too is one is raising awareness yeah. and education because there are still so many misconceptions just that perpetuate throughout the, the general knowledge of the, mm -hmm. of the world on what things are and how they should be responded to. Definitely. I think maybe what we need next is like a popular media. We need like a TV show where, you know, you get to see like in some action scene, someone doing like first responder, first aid. We need that for mental health. We need to like, it's just a really popular TV show that focuses on mental health, education and awareness. Because there are so many misconceptions in the media. And that's a really big part of the training is just trying to get people to understand this is what it actually looks like. Right. It's not what you see on TV. 
particularly in the psychosis section. You know, what we see on TV is nothing like what it actually looks like. Um, so, so that awareness, that education, kind of correcting what social media and popular culture has tried to portray mental illness to look like, you know, mm-hmm. we're trying to correct that. We're trying to get the right information out there. Again, it's very important, very valuable, but there's a lot to do. So it, it's small steps forward, hopefully small steps yeah, forward. Definitely. So I do want to talk a little bit about your host site. You've already mentioned it. So mentioned, what's the name of it again? NAMI of Johnson County, uh, which stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, we used to really go by that longer phrase, National Alliance on Mental Illness. But now we're just mostly known by NAMI. If you mention it, a lot of people will know what it stands for. It's a mental health organization. Uh, like I mentioned, it's, it's it's grassroots, so there's chapters all over the country. Uh, we're responsible for Johnson County, which is uh, the county that has Iowa City. We are a county of around, I don't know the exact statistics, but maybe anywhere from like 80 to 100,000 people, depending on if the students are in session. And we really try to serve uh, a lot of our unique communities. What's so great but also so challenging about johnson county is we have iowa city which is a very urban area but then you travel five minutes and there's cows they're amish communities we have on our roads a whole lane dedicated for the horse and buggy Mm -hmm. and that's just five minutes outside of town so we have so many different diverse communities that NAMI has to adjust and be able to serve all of these different populations for their mental health. So I would love to take a couple minutes, if it's okay with you, to discuss some of the services that NAMI provides. I was just getting ready to ask you, can you tell me a little bit about your mission statement or, or what your host side is trying to do? So absolutely, tell me. Definitely. So the main thing, our main goal is to connect people who are starting to experience signs of you know, mental health challenges to the resources that they need, whether that's a psychologist, a psychiatrist, or more intermediate steps of mental health care. So that's kind of our main thing. We, we want people to contact us and say, hey, where do I go from here? How do I get in touch with mental health care? Because it's, it's confusing. Not a lot of people, not a lot of practices psychiatrists you can just reach out to a lot of times you need a referral and kind of working through where you can go what insurances are accepted where we really try to take the bulk of that work because typically when you're calling and seeking care you don't want to have to put in that effort because you're focused on your own health at that moment so that's what i really pride nami uh for we also have a number of fantastic programs. Uh, One is called Peer to Peer, where we have someone who's been through extensive training that has had a history of mental illness. And we connect them with someone who is currently struggling. And they form a bond, they form a partnership, a connection. And it's it's really a buddy program, uh, all about strengthening, transferring those coping skills. I really love that. Another one that is so vital, we have family to family. So someone in your family is struggling with mental illness. Of course, 
that is hard on that individual, but it affects the family. And I know when I was struggling, my family didn't know what to do. My parents didn't know what was going on. My siblings were really confused as well. Why can I not uh, participate in some activities? Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Family to family connects a family that is confused, that is going through that, with a family that has gone through that process. And it allows them to educate them and say, this is what's going on. These are the feelings, thoughts, and emotions that you're going to have. And this is the way through it. Uh, we also offer things like group therapy, especially over Zoom, which is fantastic because it increases accessibility. We have uh, another form of group therapy that we call hearing voices and special messages. So people that might be experiencing hearing voices, we have a special group therapy for them as well. And then lastly, we offer so many other resources as well, but you know, I don't wanna take up an entire hour just talking about it. But what I'm most excited about is we have something called Our Place Peer Recovery Center. And the R stands for recovery, recreation, rest, relaxation, on and on and on. So we have our main admin office, but then we also have down the street, this Our Place uh, Recovery Center. And this is a place that is open and staffed and there are um, always activities going on. Anyone can walk in, no questions asked. And there's food, there's games, and it's just an amazing place. And uh, it's something that I really love going to. I really love seeing the involvement um, and all the, the wonderful things going on. So one of the things that we will do for all of our guests is we, we put links in, the sh in our show notes oh. uh, to host sites or to other things. So if you will, just send me any and all the links that you would like for me to put in the show notes for you. But I would assume, are any of these programs accessible to anyone across the country? If someone in California calls up, but or is it strictly for like within the community that you're serving? Almost all states have a NAMI. Okay. So what I think would be most ideal is providing links that can help people get connected to their local NAMI chapter. And that's good for a number of reasons. Um, yes, anyone could join our Zoom for a group therapy session. But um, there is something about having that common community, having things in common with that population that I think that just makes it stronger and more meaningful and just a better experience. So yes. So if there's like an umbrella organization, if you'll send me those links, that's what I'll put into the show notes for everyone. Perfect. So now, um, obviously, one of your core responsibilities uh, is the mental health first aid that you're doing. Mm -hmm. But what else are you doing? You mentioned all these amazing mm -hmm. programs. Yes. Like, what does your day-to-day -day look like in your service at NAMI? So I really love it because every single day is different. And that's really exciting. I don't like doing the same thing every day. I don't think many people do. We do a lot of different activities. One of the main things we do is outreach because we want people to know about us. We want people to know that we are an organization that you can connect with if you start having some mental health challenges. So we go to all of these different events and uh, organization fairs and we table and we really just try to share people our message, what we offer. 
And so I've already had the chance to go to various college campuses, to um, a ton of other you know, community gatherings and just really spread the message of what we do. So that is a major component of my day-to-day, -day, tabling, coming up with ideas of how we can best get our message out there. Um, but also I do a lot of volunteer recruitment, uh, volunteer organizations. So, you know, as a grassroots, as a nonprofit, we rely on volunteers. We can't do what we do without volunteers. And so something that I've really been working on with having the University of Iowa just a mile down the street, how can we best recruit and retain and celebrate volunteers from the University of Iowa to help expand our organization. So that's another thing that I spend a lot of time on. And just a third is program and event planning. So we had just a couple of weeks ago, from day one, I was planning this event because NAMI had their mental illness awareness week, the first week of uh, October. And so we had events every single day. And um, on Sunday, October 8th, I was planning a candlelight vigil. And what the intent of that was to celebrate and honor those that had died by suicide, but also survivorship stories. So I spent a good couple weeks planning, organizing, getting city permits, you know, so that downtown Iowa City, we could have this candlelight vigil. We had a sponsor, the local grocery store, Hy-Vee sponsored the event, provided food and beverages. And uh, it was just an amazing experience where people, you know, they hung up pictures and letters to their lost loved ones. Uh, we had people give speeches, either about their struggles with mental illness, their struggles with suicidal thoughts. It was so heartfelt and it, it was so meaningful, so impactful. So that was something that I spent a lot of time planning. And uh, it was really amazing to see that uh, come to fruition. At the moment, I'm really focused on that volunteer recruitment aspect. Uh, and then also planning future events. Uh, I'm also just getting ready for uh, doing some of my mental health first aid. There is a lot in the course manual. I am very lucky to have degrees in neuroscience and psychology. So a lot of this stuff is review, but the number one thing that they mentioned in the instructor training was fidelity, training to the course, uh, keeping true to the course guidelines. Uh, so kind of just going through that as much as I can so that when I have my first training and my first day, I'm ready. Yeah, the uh, the fidelity to the courses they obviously emphasize that heavily, which they yeah. should. I mean, it's it's an evidence based course. It works if you follow if it you correctly. Follow it it's correctly. like reading the, the the directions on a medicine. You know, if you take the right, right dosage, you should have the right effect, sort of thing. But it does also. I'm a very um, improv sort of mm -hmm. person, like you know, doing podcasts. I just like talking to people and then responding to what they say. And it is something I struggle with on occasion to not just free will, you know, I'm, I'm covering everything, but, but I cover it the right, right intensity, the right amount, the right places. So it is something I struggle with. You probably will be fine. Do you have the chance to, to co-train with someone your first time? Cause I would highly encourage you to do that if you can. Yeah, it definitely seems like that's what I'm going to do. 
you know, it's tricky with a lot of holidays coming up, trying to host a training. I don't know if I'll wait until January to really ramp up on some of them. Uh, I'll try to get one in before the holidays with a co-trainer. I think that would be very valuable uh, just to see what their style is. I, I know we're allowed mm -hmm. to kind of inject some of our own thoughts. Right. Uh, but just being careful because, you know, I have so many personal stories I would love to share. But mm -hmm. one, we don't want to keep them there for 10, 12 hours. And two, we got to stick to it, the curriculum, because, you know, they earn a certificate and that's a very important certificate and it means a lot. And we want to make sure that that certificate accurately reflects what they learned. No, I completely agree. Uh, again, you, you have continued to pre-answer some of my questions, which is great. I apologize. No, no, no need to apologize whatsoever. Uh, so I will skip some of those, but I will say we do hope that some of the people that end up listening to this show might be drawn to service. Yeah. Hearing the stories of what we're doing, what we're excited about, the opportunities that we have, maybe they are in a position where service makes sense for them. So if you could go back in time and tell a two and a half month younger version of yourself what you were about to get into, what advice would you give a younger William? Yeah, so so there was definitely some questions that I had because I was really, I had a number of job offers at the time. Uh, and then I also had the offer from NAMI and, and with AmeriCorps Healthy Minds Alliance. And I had to decide between that. But again, it came back to the idea of when else in my life am I going to have the time and opportunity to give all of my effort and energy to my community uh, and really to my country, especially something that means so much to me, like mental health. It didn't take much for me to make my decision. It was very clear that I wanted to give back, that I wanted to make an impact because you join a company and you know, you hear so many people that just work nine to five and you get your paycheck and you just kind of go through the motions and that, and that's your life and you live for the weekend. And with this, I'm so excited every single day. And I knew I was going to enjoy it. I didn't know I was going to love it. So I, I think two and a half months ago, although I was already pretty well decided, I would say, William, you're going to love this. You're going to love driving to the admin office every single day to serve. You are going to love all of the tabling events. You're going to love meeting all of these people in your community that feel the same way that you do about mental health and mental health access and mental health care. You're going to love forming these bonds and connections and collaborating with other organizations you're going to love collaborating with the University of Iowa, where you got your master's degree. You're going to love all of it. I wasn't prepared to enjoy it as much as I am enjoying it. I wasn't prepared to really experience all of the perks that it had to offer. The education award is amazing. I didn't know about that. Mm -hmm. That's life-changing. I plan to get a master's degree after I finish my service. And there are schools 
that will match that education award. So it's way more than what is posted online. Some schools, there I, I was even looking at a couple, will pay far more than the education award. Some give full rides for certain master's programs. So just looking at that, I was astounded. And then there's an entire job network specific to AmeriCorps alumni with nonprofits and government organizations all over the country, which I think is amazing because I, at the end of my service, I'll, I'll be moving and uh, I'll, I'll be hoping to find and enter uh, into a career again with a mental health organization. And I really plan on relying on that AmeriCorps job network to find a position. Again, that is fantastic. I know early on in the show, we touched on that education mm -hmm. award several times, but it has been a little while since we have. Uh, just to kind of circle back to that, what William is referring to is that once you have fulfilled your service with AmeriCorps, which is generally like a 10-month contract, you're serving with your host site generally 40 hours a week, kind of like a real job, but it's all service. You get a stipend from AmeriCorps and Healthy Minds Alliance, which is the one we're part of. But in addition, once you've completed that contract, you are eligible if you, if you make all the requirements uh, for, I think it's a roughly $6,500, $7,000. It's in yeah, there. It, it was just increased to around just below $7,000. Now, this isn't just cash you get. It goes into, like, I'm going to use some terminology, like an escrow yeah. account. That's not exactly how it works. But basically, it's like in a holding account. But then you can use that money. You can access it to pay certain bills like tuition. Mm -hmm at qualifying colleges. And as William was saying, some universities match that. So if you're like, oh, you have a $7,000 grant from AmeriCorps, we'll give you another $7,000. Uh, you can get up to two awards if you serve two years. So you could potentially have roughly 14,000 in that account, which could then equal 28 at the right universities. And as you were saying, some universities might give full scholarships based off of that service that you've done with certain. So there's a lot to it. Um, I don't, we don't have all the answers right. here, but it is definitely something you should know about if that is something that would be beneficial and might help make a decision for you. Because in addition to the stipend, which does go up every year, I think this year it's right around 17,000. It's a little at like 16, eight, at least where I think I'm living. That's what I would get a stipend wow. this year. So yeah, it can be very beneficial to you if you're in a position where you can do that. Not everyone can, I totally understand that. But if you're in a position where service makes sense, AmeriCorps has got some good benefits to offer. And then I'm pretty partial to the Healthy Minds Alliance version of that myself. Yeah, definitely. I, I love being part of that Healthy Minds uh, Alliance organization. Again, just great people doing great things. Very proud to be part of it. Very lucky to be part of it. I had heard of AmeriCorps all throughout undergrad. I'd heard people considering it, thinking about doing it. I didn't know a whole lot about it, but now being in it, it's prestigious. I mean, it's a big deal. And I feel very honored to have this opportunity. Very lucky, very humbled. Again, I, I love what I do every day. And I, I feel like I have meaning with what I'm doing every day. What, what I do matters. I One of the best things about what I do here at NAMI of Johnson County are, are some of my outreach events. And I'm tabling at various events and people come up to me, you know, they, they open up right away, some people about their stories, about their life. And I have celebrated some really major milestones with people 
in regards to their mental health journey. And to get to share that with someone, to have someone that looks at me just sitting in a chair and feel just, you know, because I have the NAMI of Johnson County banner, they feel that comfortable to share something so significant with me. That moment is, you know, that makes my day, that makes my week. Uh, it's something I'll remember for a very long time. So like it's, all of this is just very surreal and uh, an amazing experience. All right. Well, that is all of the scheduled questions I have for you. Is there anything that you do? Is there something you wanted to share that I didn't give you an opportunity to? I just want to say for anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you're having any sort of mental health challenges, go to NAMI's website. You can find a local chapter and get connected. And if you want to volunteer, that's amazing. If you want to seek out resources, that's amazing as well. Uh, never feel like you can't seek help. Um, and if it's not NAMI, there are other organizations that are there to help and support you. So please highly encourage anyone listening to this, even if you have the slightest thought of maybe that'll be helpful, please look into it. It could change your life. And I will have links in the show notes to make it easy for people to find that access or information and access it wherever they are. Perfect. As we bring this week's episode to a close, I just want to once again say thank you to William for joining me today and sharing a little bit about his experiences uh, with the AmeriCorps program and with NAMI. I really hope you've enjoyed listening, and I hope that you'll join us again next week when we have another amazing guest on to chat with. As a reminder, if you are interested in becoming a service member or have any questions about serving, or perhaps your organization would like to become a host site, you will find information and links to follow in our show notes. 